Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Good afternoon and welcome. Again, a very, very, very important uh, topic, a very important conversation. Probably the most important tool as it relates to um, running a business and more so when you're running a business in a, a period that's considered a crisis or a, an economic down or, a, or, or a, a challenging period in business. So cash flow forecasting. And, and forecasting is, is just one of those words that troubles many business owners, regardless at what level, in what industry, and, and, and which walk, I guess, in life you're at. Cash flow forecasting is a tool that ultimately helps you, no different to looking into a crystal ball, what is it that I need to see, forecast, as to what is the level of cash in my business? Cash in our business is no different to oxygen in our lungs. You know, when you think about Australia, there's approximately 20,000 deaths a year from drowning. And every person that drowned, drowned because they ran out of breath. They took their last breath and they died. In business, if you run out of cash, you typically die and therefore, Cash flow forecasting is such an important tool and ensuring that you could manage your business through a crisis with a cash flow plan, otherwise known as a rolling cash flow plan, becomes the battle plan as to how you, the leader, the owner of your business, takes your business from point A to point B and ultimately not only survive, but be in a position where you can continue to be in business long after the crisis and or economic down or challenge in your market has, has, has long passed. We have four amazing, four amazing businesses to our showcase, I guess, this afternoon at our webinar. And uh, they're all business benchmark group clients for which in the last, I guess, you know, let, let's call it 11 weeks, 12 weeks, um, since March the 24th, they were all instructed, very much instructed. It was mandatory. They were asked to start their 26-week rolling cash flow tool, for which many of them had various roadblocks. How do I do that? I, I, don't, I can't see further than two weeks, Stefan. How do I do that? How do I do that, Damien? Help me, Sarah. Help me, Tyson, which, which are team members of uh, Business Benchmark Group. And, and what has occurred 11 weeks later for every one of these, I guess, case studies and these businesses, no different to the 100 plus businesses that we work with at different phases, different levels, different industries, has been simply stunning. The more control you can have for your 26 week rolling cash flow, the better the chance to have elevated the cash in the bank over a longer period of time. And by knowing where your greatest dips or peaks are in your business, you're also given an opportunity to ensure you are running your business leaner and right-sizing it, your capacity, the number of people, the payroll, 
the expenses are right-sized in accordance with the revenue you have ahead of you, which is your cash-in component of your cash flow. And therefore, for many businesses coming out of the crisis, our business as a business benchmark group coming out of the crisis will have more profit than what they would have, I guess, executed before the crisis. In saying that, if you maintained the momentum and the discipline, the DNA of great business ownership and leadership, ultimately investing, is understanding that if you maintained a 26-week rolling cash flow for five years in a row, you will be having increased the valuation of your business by a minimum of 10x. Two times more cash flow, three times more profit, and 10 times increase in the valuation of your business, which means you can exit this business within five years if you maintain the discipline of a 26-week rolling cash flow. For some of you who are guests at this webinar, please put your hand up and reach out to, uh, to I guess, uh, be given, being provided the tool and all the instructional videos and the support to help you going, go with it. But without further ado, I wish to introduce our four case studies here this, uh, this afternoon. I'm going to start with Bolch Services, an amazing husband and wife team. Megan and Stuart run an amazing business. They do quality bathroom, kitchen and laundry, and they are transformation specialists in that space. Welcome and good evening. Megan and Stuart, good to see you both. The next business we're going to be showcasing this afternoon is Cassiform. Joe runs an amazing business which, for which they are suppliers of formwork, shoring and propping equipment to tier one, two and three builders across Victoria and even other parts of Australia. So welcome, Joe. Welcome to this um, afternoon sharing. Thank the you. third business we're going to be showcasing this afternoon is a great business, second generation family business, iHealth Saunas, Alex Tyson, who is the CEO and, um, and, 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 and owner of the business, second generation business. This is Australasia's premium, Australasia's, not Australia's premium infrared sauna specialist. Welcome, Alex. Good to have you here. Thank you. And the last business we're going to be showcasing as it relates to 26-week rolling cash flow, I guess, um, um, discipline and, and advancement is a business called Motosign. And Matt Adams runs an amazing business out in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne, um, which specialises in general signage and vehicle signage rapex, rap experts and wall graphics and anything to do with signage. Thank you, Matt. Good evening. So you're all here for various reasons, albeit the one reason your business and the one reason my business the one thing we all have in common is we are all students and disciplined students of a thing called the 26-week rolling cash flow. So I'm going to be asking questions um, as to how have you and your business adapted <clears throat> to managing your cash flow now weekly versus monthly, which is what we did pre-COVID for a little while there. And how have you managed and ultimately, how is this playing out for you? So I'll go to, um, I'll go to Megan and Stuart first at Bulk Services. How did you manage your cash flow before using the tool, the 26-week rolling cash flow tool? And how did this make you feel? How were you doing it before? When I look back, I wasn't doing it very well, especially now I have this tool. But basically, we use our accounting software and I would... In, input all of our expenses and our invoices for a period 
But pretty much at the end of every month when I had to pay our bills, I would have high anxiety because all of the money would go out of our account and I had no ability to see forward um, as to what money was coming in and out, apart from that our new jobs were happening. I just didn't have the granularity of detail that we do now. And, 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 and when did you actually really take it on board that this is, you know, I left you no choice. There's no two ways about it. No. But at what point do you feel was the turning point in the last 11 weeks where you have now made this non-negotiable by your decision, not by force from us at Business Benchmark Group? Well, I, I did appreciate the, the force, to be honest, because I did start using it and I saw the value in it because I always wanted a cash flow. I just never knew how to go about doing it. And then two weeks ago when you said do it, and ever since then, it's been so easy to update and what was stopping me from updating it was because we renovate houses and the cost of goods can be so variable per job I was really stuck at how I could update it and then keep it updating it without it taking me a whole lot of time but the um the night you forced me into it helped me to rethink how I was entering data into it which now makes it a very 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 easy document to keep up to date and to keep, it's, it's fluid, but it's easy to update. And I guess the instructional video that was created by Tyson, the head of our business analysis team, and, and, and Damien, our senior strategist, was that instructional video also helpful for you to understand the rolling aspect? Yeah, 100%. As well as the fact that when I did it, I sent it to Tyson at whatever time in the morning that I finished it, and by 10.30 in the morning, I had... He completely reviewed it, put it into a new template for me, gave me feedback. It was just so helpful. So I had the momentum straight away and it wasn't, I sent it to Tyson because I said it's too good to be true. And he, <laughs> time will tell. <laughs> and you wouldn't be on your own. And, and this is why, you know, this, this formula here is not just one I'm pulling out of my, uh, it's not a rectum pull, Megan. This, <laughs> is, this is very factual in terms of if you keep your eye on it, and Stuart, you'd know this, right? If you keep your eye on keeping the walls straight, then when we put the plasters on, they're not going to be bent, mm. right? If you keep your eye on what needs to be straight and, and, and ultimately defines where your predictable money in the bank will be, also gives you the game plan for what needs to happen. Stuart, when you see the cash flow, when Megan shows you, I guess, where we're at and what it looks like, what is it that you, from that perspective, decide to be your activities? How are you managing your activities as it relates to looking at that 26-week rolling cash flow? What, what does it influence for you to act on or execute when you look at that 26-week rolling cash flow tool? Yeah, well, so one of my roles is the sales and the quote register and making sure that the ones that we have projected and that we have that 80% um, Confidence. confidence that we're going to get it, making sure that, right, I need to make that 100%. And so we can see now what we've got coming up and where it's coming into the forecast and what, at what date. And so it just makes me want to go and right, I need to make sure I lock this one in, lock that one in. And so then it, or actual. Yeah. So, so it's ultimately helping you really hone in on the quote register or your sales process, which, what, which is what you were um, suggesting there, to take things out of the projected sales line into a confirmed work in progress line, which is 
You can go to the bank with work in progress. You can't typically go to the bank with, I think I'm going to have these sales in three months' time, right? Yeah. So that's really a very important point. I'll move over to Matt in a moment on that point. You know, the impact and the power of understanding your quote register, your sales process, Matt. So, Matt, when you look at your quote register and your sales process today, what does that help you understand as it relates to your cash flow and your rolling cash flow? How far can you see your rolling cash flow for right now, Matt, with confidence? Um, Well, I mean, I've got the 26-week rolling cash flow, but, like, um, as far as, you know, how far out we work is normally, you know, one to two months we sort of got things starting to fall into place where we can know that, um, you know, predict, predictably know what we're going to be doing. But the, the quote registry and where that fits into the cash flow is just really, you know, opens our eyes as to really what we've got locked in and, and what we could have locked in and, and what isn't really locked in that we might have thought we had locked in if we weren't looking at the cash flow. And, and, and talk us through some of your early struggles with this tool and getting your head around the belief, the confidence that, you know, I can't see that fast step and I, I'm, I'm actually, it's actually creating anxiety. I can't do it. Talk, talk to me about yeah. that. How did you work through that? And yeah, what, was, so, what was the hardest thing for you to get started with as it related to getting that consistency going? Yeah, well, I mean... You know, as much as I, I know and I've been told, you know, constantly over a long time that I needed to do the cash flow, it was something that, you know, I'd sort of had a few false starts and I had avoided. And, you know, I suppose the idea of, of the unknown with COVID and the, the strong suggestion of benchmark group to get this cash flow thing happening really got me onto it. Um, and, you know, I suppose even in the early days, you know, of COVID when I was doing it, you know, I wasn't really that confident. Do I believe what it's saying? And, and as I sort of processed through the, you know, each transaction and looked at each week and, and started, you know, filling in, you know, when things came up that I realised, oh, that's not in there and this isn't in there. And I suppose the more I populated it with accuracy and, you know, as the weeks roll on, it just gets more and more accurate and it's, you know, it opens my eyes up you know, as to where we're headed and what sort of holes we need to fix as we go. And do you remember the early days, Matt, when you couldn't see, you just didn't have that belief to say, I can't predict, yeah. I cannot see past four weeks, Stefan. And actually, I think I'm in trouble, Is you know, if I remember that conversation yeah. clearly. And, and the conversation was, okay, mate, look, obviously you're not going to do 100% of what you mm. normally do, but let's just say we will do 40%, 50%. What does that look like? Yep. And, and, and help me understand, once you get that momentum and now that you're looking back on this tool, you know, 11, 10, 10 to 11 weeks down the track for you, how accurate is it and how believable, how much oxygen does it give you to now turn up to work knowing, actually explain, where is your business right now as it relates to work in progress? This is confirmed work for you. What is your biggest problem today, Matt? Well, yeah, our biggest problem is delivering the work. You know, what do you we, mean? Sorry? What do you mean? Well, we've got, we've got, you know, so much work in progress at the moment um, that we're sort of having to look at where, where are our labour gaps and all that sort of stuff to actually deliver the work. And, you know, and having, 
you know, I suppose having this role in cash flow is really, it, it has helped us to see where, when we're going to get paid for that work, when we need to do it, um, what it's going to cost, what, what are the labour implications? Like if we slot an extra person in or if we have to, have to say, go on to JobKeeper and we've got a lesser wage bill, what implications is that going to have for our cash flow? Uh, which, you know, it's helping us to get so much accuracy in um, our ability to, to load up our staff or whatever we need to do to do the work without actually killing our cash flow. And, and a couple of weeks ago, what I mean, early last week, you spoke to me about um, a new machine you're looking at purchasing, which adds X amount of dollars per month and it can yeah. produce or save, make you more efficient, let's call it. And what was my first response when you said, Stefan, I'm not sure about this. What do, you, what do you think? What was my first response to you? Put it in the cash flow. Put it and, in the cash flow. Let's have a and, look at what happens. <laughs> yeah. And in the past, it would have just been a, I don't know what's going to happen. And it's just a bit of a guess and a gut feel. But, you know, now I can slot that into the cash flow and I can work out, is that going to work or isn't it going to work? Yeah. Well done, man. I'm so proud of... Um, which problem do you prefer, Matt? The problem of I can't see 26 weeks ahead or, holy shit, how am I going to produce all this work now? Yeah, I think the last. <laughs> and your smile says it all, man. Power to you. I'm so, so proud you pushed through, man. And look at you. You're going to be, yeah, you're a, you're a business to watch right now. You're killing it. Thank well you. done, man. Well done. Thanks. Let's move over to Alex. Um, Alex, again, your, um, your ability to really get ahead of the curve with this 26 week cash flow um, to using it as a almost, you know, it's your business plan right now. You and I had a chat re- almost a day or two before COVID and, and our conversation is how can we get our deliveries down to 30 days from order and um, help me understand what's happened to your business. And as the cash flow is concerned, how's that help you look at things a little different in your business? Well, I mean, yeah, we spoke about getting deliveries down from 30 days and now we're at about 15. Everything that happened with COVID um, was beneficial for us. The cash flow for me is, it's like the missing piece of the puzzle, honestly. Um, when I took over this business, there was always like, oh, well, I think we're going to get some sales in that week, hopefully, you know, and that was just brain damage. You know, everything that I've that I've done and I always talk about here is like consistency and like not, not, not this and not hoping. And the cash flow is like all of that coming together. Now we can see forward. And I like what Matt said as well around belief. Um, I always had this belief of like, Oh, well, you know, I hope the money's coming and the cash flow just completely shifted that for me when I actually did the 13 week and then progressed to the 26 week, all of a sudden was like, no, the cash is coming actually, you know, and I'm a stickler for the figures. So I'm always looking at the numbers, making sure they're right, looking forward. And it was like, oh, the cash really is coming. And it was just, it was, um, it was clarity really about something that we never had clarity on before. And something that really impresses me with your, uh, with your progress and your journey in fairness and and power to you, man, congratulations on, on your success um, in since taking over mum and dad Um, and say hello to them, please. Um, Hello. Keep the good work up. <laughs> Sorry. <Who's> that? <laughs> that was Pete in the background. Sorry about that. 
All right, Pete, take it easy. <laughs> I said hello, mate. It wasn't you staying hello back. <laughs> so, Alex, I want you to... Um, one thing that really impresses me with you and your fellow board members in Board of Directors 12 would also attest to this, mm. your ability now to understand your numbers in, ma in marketing. Number of leads, conversion rate, delivery now in less than 14 days and mm. money in the bank. Yeah. How has that helped you get accuracy almost like 90% accuracy with your projected sales can you just talk us through the numbers in marketing that mm. help you now with a 26 week rolling cash flow to be almost to the cent in your projected sales yeah so our uh, the majority of our leads are coming through our website now um, after a lot of hard work there and so at the moment we're getting um, we're getting about 10 to 13 leads a day um, through measuring through our CRM over the last 12, 18 months, and we can now measure a, a fairly accurate uh, conversion rate, um, which through working with you, Stefan, is sitting around 35% at the moment. Thank you. And so from that, we also can find out our average day from lead in to lead closed, which at the moment is about 21 days, um, maybe a couple of days shorter than that the last couple of weeks, but it's about 21 days. And then... As, as I said at the start, we're working to get our date from when they purchase to when it's delivered down. At the moment, it's sitting around 15 days. So we know that if we're getting, you know, last week, I look at the board, we had 114 leads in last week. It was actually a record week for leads. So I know that in 21 days time, 35% of those leads are going to be converted into sales. And then 15 days after that, on average, we're going to be delivering those saunas. And so Can you give me, on an average dollar sales sauna, can you tell me what that means in strictly speaking? What is that? 30, 35 days. Uh, so it means in, it means in 35 days, we're going to be delivering about 40 to 45 units that week. Um, in terms of, forget the calculator out. That's all right. Yeah. It's over a quarter of a million dollars worth of saunas going out over what would be a seven to 10 day period based on our numbers. Um, and the power of knowing that, Alex, and everyone else listening just here alone, let alone out in, um, in the wide world that we're uh, sharing this webinar with, hmm. the power of knowing that and the business owner and the leader that you are becoming, having watched mum and dad do it the way they did it, which was great and phenomenal, but watching what you're doing and the way you're steering this going forward, which way do you prefer? Well, I think I prefer this way. I mean, like I said, it's all about... It's all about that consistency and actually, like you said, control and just ha having that, that foresight moving forward. Because now from that, I can say, all right, well, uh, I need to get an extra 20-foot container on the water, you know, tomorrow, literally. Uh, we ship on Fridays. So it's, it's just a, everything around that works better when we have that sort of predictability, yes, which we yes. do by understanding our numbers. Yeah. Peter, I love you. Okay, so well done, Alex. Just really, really impressive. Keep it up. And, and I love the fact that you just shared. Number of leads, buying cycle, average dollar sale, bang. Projected dollars in seven days within that time frame. Quarter of a million bucks, I'm buying your business. You know what I mean? That's right. such a, you are doing the work here. Mm. Yes, you're getting great cash flow predictability. Amazing, I'm guessing, profit flow but it's what you're building in terms of the value and the exit strategy should you want to do that in the next three to five years, which really counts on the back of 26-week rolling cash flow mastery. Well mm. done. 
really, really impressive. I'll come back to you in a minute. Right. And, and Joe, if I can um, turn to you. I mean, when I first met you, obviously, you know, uh, a fairly um, experienced business owner, um, an MBA, you know, um, an engineer, which I won't hold against you, um, you know, <laughs> a very successful business. You know, Casaform does an amazing, an amazing job. You import all these amazing systems out of Italy and you supply some of the highest profile buildings in Victoria and even other parts of Australia in terms of their, uh, their, their propping and their, and, and their uh, shoring and form work as, as the construction sites get built. When I met you and we spoke about cash flow forecasting, you and I got on, a, uh, on the same sort of um, screen and, and I'm looking at February and you're looking at February and I'm saying, Joe, I'm not following you. And he goes, what date is it, Stefan? I said, where's the date? Anyway, when I scrolled up to see the date, it was 1997 and you were in 2020. So in fairness, you've been a cash flow master, a cash flow forecast master in your business for over 20 years. However, what I want to highlight and, and, and I wish to hear from you is in the last 11 to um, 12 weeks since COVID, let's call it, and our, I guess, instruction, it needs to be a 26 weeks rolling and it needs to be based on our tool. What are the distinctions for you, a cash flow forecast master, as to the 26 week rolling cash flow in the last 10 to 11 weeks in our association at Business Benchmark Group? What's it help you do or what have been the finer distinctions in this economic down for you? Look, uh, one of the, I mean, we always managed our cash flow pretty well, but what I was not unable to predict, and I never really put a lot of thought into it, was the cash coming in the, in the door. So now I've got some systems and uh, processes around that between our quote registers, our work in progress. Uh, we know what our conversions are. You know, we've had some mammoth months for us, look, the biggest thing for me from the cash flow point of view that's really, really helped me, and, and on top of that, I've also now graphed because I never had that graph. And when you looked at the cash flow, you went, you know, I can see the numbers and you, your cash flow is looking great, but you've got to look at the numbers to go, Jesus, I'm going to be low a bit there. I'm going to be high. Now I've graphed it all. And um, and, and you can just at a glance, you can go, right, we're, we're, uh, we're looking okay for the next two months. And and I can predict dips eight, 10, 12 weeks in advance, um, you know, to a point where the cash flow for us, we, we're an asset business. We buy a lot of assets. And the biggest thing for me is that I, when I'm going to buy assets, I could be spending half a million dollars without having a prediction of money coming in and confident enough, I'm not going to go and buy something that I can't commit to. So that's been the power of it for me. It's phenomenal. In fact, I don't know any business that I can't understand why any business wouldn't have a cash flow. doesn't matter how small or large. And the distinction, the distinction we want to be making, because you can have one and then do it again in four weeks time, right? And do it. And that's a good business, by the way. In crisis, Joe, as you would know, and I certainly, you know, we've had this conversation in private in crisis, it can be daily for some business that you need to be manage, managing it. So how often are you at this point rolling the cash flow in your business as it relates to this period right now? How often are you updating it and rolling it? It's updated daily for us. Uh, and I don't handle that side of it anymore. 
So I'm not necessarily looking at it every day, but I personally would look at it uh, twice a week. I look at it on a Tuesday and Thursday. And it's and we've just got a system in play. When I release something, I'll I'll just turn it to blue in the spreadsheet, and that tells the the accounts person that I've authorised the release of that. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean I look at it twice a week, but my bookkeeper looks at it daily and reconciles it to the bank daily. Yeah, beautiful, nice sharing there. And if there was one word of advice in terms of someone that's been a student of one of the most important tools at our disposal as business owners, what could you say in simple terms as it relates to the power that it's given you over 20 plus years in business and what it will save you or protect you from going forward as you maintain? What could you say in very simple words to anyone listening right now as it relates to maintain the discipline of a 26-week rolling cash flow? What would you say to them? There's a problem. Predictability and control simple as and what does control do for us as business owners joe well you can make decisions on it uh you know you can make decisions i mean you know through this COVID 19 uh you know people have been cutting back i've actually employed three extra people through this process like with total predictability so it empowers you Absolutely, 100%. And, and, and again, it also enlightens you, which is an empowering thing. It empowers you to see, hang on, whoa, whoa, in, eight, in seven and a half weeks' time, I've got a problem. And that's the problem I'm fixing today or in four weeks' time. You know what I mean? You predicted. How, you know, when we first spoke about this, you, you accurately predicted almost to the day where you were going to have your lowest point. Did you want to share a little bit about that? that? Yeah, uh, when we, you know, when Stefan asked us to re review the 26-week cash flow, now I don't do 26 weeks. I actually got it out to December, I think, so it's a lot more than 26 weeks. Um, we, um, uh, you know, from my point of view, I, back in March, I told Steph, look, I'm going to have hit a low point right at the middle of May, uh, and then I've got certain things in place that it will jump three, four hundred thousand and and that's exactly what happened. I hit a low point, but I slept at night the whole time. I knew that, you know, uh, I knew that that would happen. Uh, you know, I'll go down one more step. My bookkeeper loves her job because she's never been in a company that just when a bill's due, it's just paid. There's no question about when it's paid. It's just paid on the due date. Just pay it. I hate the thing sitting around. She loves it because she's not, questioning when it's going to get paid. She's not sitting there wondering, you know, she's answering these calls going, oh, look, you know, I'm not sure I'll get back to you. She just knows it's going to get paid. Um, it's just given us total control and total flexibility and total predictability. Um, you know, and, and I've made some changes, though. I've had to make changes, uh, you know, as you suggested, sort of, you know, we predict all our expenses because we know our suppliers. We know how much we spend with them roughly each month. You know, we might get it out by $100 or $200 or even $1,000. That does not break the bank. Yeah, and, I, and I, love the, uh, I love your little sharing there. You know, your team, as a result of their leader being in control, also is in control to do their job. And they're yeah. not looking over their shoulder being a little spooked. Because um, So that's a really good point you make there. And um, I guess I'll, I'll pass back on to uh, Megan and Stuart. So, Megan, 
I know your um, it's more your area, the uh, the cash flow uh, updating. How often are you updating it these days? How how often are you looking at it, and how long, how often are you updating it? And if you could have if you could have an out of body experience right now, in other words, get out of your body and look back at yourself. Could you imagine this was your truth you're just about to share? So, how often are you looking at it? How often are you updating it? And do you believe when you look at yourself or hear yourself sharing this? This could have ever happened for you. No, I don't. I start with that one. I can't. I can't believe we had a business three weeks ago <laughs> without this. Honestly, I update it. I'm rolling it forward every week, um, but I'm updating it every day. I'm looking at it multiple times a day. It just feeds in so many important bits of information. Um, we've we've still got a, quite a bit of unpredictability. We've got lots of jobs that are. We're working really hard to nail. So things are moving around a lot, but it's not difficult to update. Um, it's, it's really helped clarify our jobs. It's helped clarify, you know, she's responsible for all of those sales that we have to mm. nail because we want, we, we, we want that money in our bank. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, and, and how, um, when you hear yourself talking the language that you are right now, and ultimately it's helping you, Stuart, the family, have a better sleep at night, which equals quality of life, right? Mm. Let's face it. I mean, business doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be hard. It's not exactly easy, right? But how, how are you, how is this impacting your relationship as a husband and wife team? Knowing, you know, where the money is sort of predicted to turn up or, geez, we need to work a little harder to make sure it turns up. How's that helping your relationship in a husband and wife team that's certainly on a growth path? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I mentioned earlier that I, I used to get quite anxious at the end of every month. She would almost be able to tell when I was paying bills because I was not very nice. But, you know, it's given us such, it is that decision-making tool. It's given us clarity. I'm not feeling stressed about money anymore. And we've just been through one of the most stressful times in our life. We lost so much work. Well, work was put on pause. Um, only... What was it? Six weeks ago, and just through having this simple tool, I just feel like we've got such clarity, confidence about where we need to focus our attention and what that's going to get us. And and do you want to talk? Yeah, I was knowing when everything's going in or when things are coming in, but also when they're going out. It does. You don't then have to be stressing about it or thinking. When, when, when are we paying this or when are we getting paid for this? You know when it's happening. And so by looking at it, it just empowers you. You look at the numbers and go, okay, we've got this under control. And like you're saying, you can sleep at night really easily in what has been one of the most stressful times in our business and in everyone's business, really. So it's, um, yeah, without it, it would have been very different. I mean, we've also had clients that, again, various other industries that have been impacted in different ways. You know, they were part of the industries that got shut down in fairness. And um, what this tool has helped them do, and, and, and it could be valid for some of you here as well, is get on the front foot to the landlord. Get on the front foot to the suppliers. Get on the front foot and say, look, this is my situation. I can't pay you this date, but I'm going to pay you 100% that date. Do you know, it just helped people also deal with the truth and the decency of, of being communication 
focused with their suppliers or their landlords and, and so forth. Their team as well, you know, some of our clients in the early days of March didn't have the payroll. They just didn't. Their business is finished almost overnight. And um, they needed to go to their team and have that very hard conversation and, and realise in having an honest and truthful and very factful conversation based on the truth of a rolling cash flow, their team actually stepped up and, 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 and were very helpful and, and um, supportive of, you know, we're in this together. So mm-hmm. it helps that sort of stress as well, just putting it out there for the, uh, you know, it's not, the rolling cash flow is not a magic trick. It's not a, a magic hat where you do it and all of a sudden, whammo. You need to put energy and effort and thinking and critical thinking. It is a tool that allows you to pull the levers of strategy. It's what it does. Do we need more quotes? Do we need to be a little more optimised, elevated in our hustle? Do I need to speak to my team about going on to 30-hour weeks and or, and or? Um, Matt, your, um, your journey with, the, uh, with, 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 I guess, some of the stimulus that you've received in recent um, weeks and, and the question, Stefan, what should I do with the stimulus line as it relates to my cash flow? How should I treat that? If you want to share, how did, how did you, um, how are you treating the stimulus lines as it relates to your cash flow versus the cash flow? How are you treating that, Matt? Yeah, so I have the stimulus lines in the cash flow, but they're highlighted separately so that I can actually see, you know, in a way what my realistic cash flow is because that the stimulus, although it is money coming in, it's, it's unrelated to business activity. Um, so I keep that in it, but separate so that I can actually work on, okay, if we weren't getting that, am I still in a good position cash wise? Um, so it just gives me, gives me clarity as to how I'm actually operating the business. Not, not thinking that, Oh, I've got that stimulus money. I don't need to, to worry about anything. Beautiful. I love that, Matt. Thank you for sharing that. And, and again, you know, the operational activities of a business is what should keep it a cash neutral plus. It should not be on the back of stimulus. Now, for some of our businesses, obtaining and receiving and being eligible to receive the stimulus, there's nothing wrong with it. The government's done a great job, in my opinion, in helping many businesses. And, and hopefully they could help a lot more too. But in fairness, it's not operational activities that are related to the money in the bank. So a really good tip there from Matt, making sure in your rolling cash flow, you're separating out stimulus versus operational activities. And therefore you are ultimately assessing your genius. And that's what it is in being the leader or the owner of a business that through operational activities is cash positive, not through stimulus. Now, if stimulus is making you cash positive, that's what it is. You need to be aware of that. There's a distinction in that point. I guess, um, Alex, for you, um, what was the hardest thing about starting the cash flow, the rolling cash flow forecast? What was the hardest thing for you? And we'll go around, we'll go around the, uh, the table here, right? So, Alex, for you, what was the hardest thing in starting the 26-week rolling cash flow? What was the hardest thing for you? The hardest thing was we had systems in um, kind of the back end that tracked our work in progress. Uh, but when we started doing this cash flow projection, it was a real acid test as to the accuracy of those because it was a recently implemented system, maybe like three, four months old. 
um, when we started doing this, some of the numbers it was spitting out were not quite right because certain jobs hadn't been moved through the pipeline or some were hang, hanging around, which actually in turn led us to beefing our systems up and we actually have a more accurate work in progress than ever before. So it was just actually pulling the information out from our system and putting it in, if that makes sense. In terms of cash out, that's easy. Everyone sends their invoices in and zero is pretty quick at generating that, but it was just getting our work in progress in and knowing that it's accurate. That was probably the hardest thing. Well done. Thank you, Matt. What was the hardest thing for you? I think just believing that it could be accurate. Um, you know, and it, believing that we needed it, but then believing that if we started doing it, it was actually going to give us some sort of accurate projection. Um, obviously, you know, really, you know, being a student of it now for quite a number of weeks, um, you know, I believe that it is accurate. I can see its accuracy and, and, and I now don't understand why I didn't start it earlier. Good on you, mate. Uh, Joe, for you, again, you know, what, what was... Having been a master, you can sort of get caught up in your own sort of way of doing things. And I know myself having been coached for a long time, you know, sometimes getting perspective from an outside helps you versus holds you back. What's been the hardest thing for you in adapting a few little nuances? Unmute yourself, Joe. What, what have been some of the things that for you in terms of new, new ways or the nuances in the new ways? Oh, look, it's, uh, it, it hasn't, I mean, it's given me a lot more predictability, as I said before, I, rather than, you know, what was so difficult about getting started, because to make these tweaks for us weren't a big deal. The, you know, I, I saw the necessity of it because I couldn't make decisions for me to grow the business and have cash available when I needed it. And I'm buying assets at, you know, reasonably large volumes and large costs. And if I didn't have any predictability at when I could pay the supplier, then how the hell was I, was I going to go negotiate terms with the supplier? Um, and we're talking European suppliers, so there's a lead time, lead time. And so that was more, as I said, most of these changes we've made recently, they've just been tweaks. And, you know, probably I did spend one Saturday cleaning it up, trying to bring in the graphs and all that sort of stuff. But that job's done. Uh, and, yeah, it's... That's what we experienced. And a business like yours, which some of you in this, um, in, in this sharing this afternoon would be in the same boat, a business like yours and accounts receivable, debtors, which in fairness, when you look at the news and you look at the reports, the, uh, you know, the Financial Review had a really good article about two weeks ago on the increased level of AR and is that the silent killer? I think that was the title of the, uh, of the article. And um, that gets my attention because, you know, accounts receivable and debtors can kill any good business that doesn't have good terms of trade. In your business and the type of business you're in, the predictability in your cash flow um, um, forecasting for accounts receivable, how's that working for you in this period? What, if any, changes have you made to the, the intensity of keeping that accounts receivable conversation robust? Uh, look, we, it's taken us a few years to really tighten down our terms and conditions. Uh, we, I mean, the team actually told me to step, step back because if anyone was going to give credit terms to or extend credit terms, it was me. Uh, you know, and our team, my team just said, step away, let us make the decisions. 
Uh, it's now progressed even one step further where the team will come to me and say, you know what, this customer's too hard to deal with and we walk. As a team, we say, we say right, we're not dealing with you. And, and inevitably, it pays off now because they can go to somewhere else and they can strip them of their cash. Uh, I'd prefer to do less work, but profitable work. And allow you to be a genius. Yeah. With your we customer service from, and your uh, customer one, care. We've walked away from one customer just last week. Yeah, because the last thing you want to be doing in your rolling cash flow is moving people that you thought were going to pay you in a certain week out and out yeah. and out. That's very painful when you're trying to balance the predictability of the cash in your bank. And Megan and Stuart, what was the, uh, what was the hardest thing for you guys? And I know you've already shared this in a sort of way, but what was the hardest thing for you guys to get your head around starting? Yeah. If you could talk to people that might be listening to this right now, your fellow business benchmark group, colleagues and or people who are running businesses out there, what was the hardest thing that you overcame to get started? The hardest thing for us was understanding how to put in our cost of goods sold. Because we could be building a bathroom or you know any bathroom that we build, the cost of goods varies from that because it depends what that bathroom needs. Or we could be doing half a house renovation. So the jobs in their in what they need, what we need to spend on them really varies so much. So I initially started for the jobs that we had in progress, I started putting in those you know, actuals that we are, it, were estimating for those jobs. Just became harder as we were putting in the these, you know, the 80% confident jobs. Because I was yeah, entering all that information. And then as soon as it would change, I'd be like, oh, this is such a headache to update. So the second, after I got a big boot up the bum from Stefan, probably shouldn't swear, um, to, to do it, I just had to put my, my mind to working out how I was going to input cost of goods sold. And I just now put the net profit in our cash in. I just put the average net profit per job in our cash in. And I don't put anything in the cash out for any jobs that are in there as 80% confident. So once it goes into our work in progress, then I go and put the real estimates in because that is locked in. They have contracts, but anything else is just in it as a net profit. So it's just now it makes it very easy for me to shift around because we have progress payments that come in for each job and they, you know, they generally have a, a certain flavour or a certain schedule that they follow. Um, so once I know the size of that job, I know how that schedule will work and that's easy to shift as, as you know, things develop and evolve. I love what you just said there. I've, I've never heard you say that before. As in, I'm not going to put the top line or the value of the job in. I'm just putting in what I expect to be and demand to be the profit. Yeah. And therefore, I'll worry about the other bits as and when we get the full conversion. Yeah, it's too That is just a phenomenal tip for everyone, by the way. So your projected sales, rather than going into what could be for some of your businesses, a very extrapolated exercise in cost of sales and put your expected profit in to cash in. And as it becomes a work in progress line, then do the work in cost of sales. Yeah. Is that what I just heard you say? That's exactly what I do. Megan, that is like an A triple plus, man. Oh, thanks. That's huge. Oh. That is just, no, literally because... This is where people get a little stuck. This is where decent business owners, family businesses, businesses that are, you know, 
they're doing their best, working really hard, and the cash flow forecast is to give us visibility and transparency and control. And what you've just shared takes away a little bit of the unnecessary pain of getting started. Yeah. Put your expected profit in, and then as you get the conversion, do the other work. Yeah, that's just... just very quickly, how supportive has the Business Benchmark Group team been in your ability to get the mastery? Oh, amazing. You guys, I, I can't imagine. We, we nearly folded in June last year and Business Benchmark contacted us. We'd been in contact with you before then and we thought we were really in trouble and we thought we couldn't afford you. We're like, no, we can't do it. We'll, we'll come back in 12 months and then we thought, we gave ourselves 12 months. We're in the same position in 12 months. We're out. And we thought if we're going to give ourselves 12 months, we probably should give ourselves every opportunity to make this the best 12 months we've ever had. So we called you back and um, we started work with you in, I think, August. And by September, our profit had grown. And honestly, I don't think we would have got through COVID without you. From the, from the day that we heard that all businesses were shutting and we thought they included building, we, we lost so much business. But from that day, you've held our hand. I feel like I feel like it's been five days a week sometimes. But it's been uh, it's been incredible. Mm. We, we, could, we couldn't have done it without you. I feel like we've got the greatest cheerleader behind us we've ever had. You've, you've challenged us. You've told me to pull my finger out and I got my cash flow sorted that night. I, um, I just couldn't imagine life without you. If we ever sell this business, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a cut. <laughs> no, no, you guys are um, far from selling. We need to get a 10 times valuation. And, uh, and when you get there, you don't sell. That's my, my advice. Yeah. You don't need to sell something that's predictable for profit, right? Mm -hmm. So you guys, both you guys just, you know, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing, you know, I think you said, and I, I appreciate your feedback. I, I really do. I didn't expect you to say all that, but thank you. Much gratitude for what you do and what you represent for many husband and wife, family businesses that are just you know, at a crossroad of do or die and you make a change and you thrive, right? So I thank you for sharing that. But in fairness, um, if you leave no stone unturned and you put your best foot forward and you get real clarity about the business you are in, serving the businesses that you choose to serve and build a team around you that does it better than you one day, that's the dream. Mm -hmm. and, and, and as a prize for that dream, you make a lot of money, which is the, I guess, the, the journey we're all on. We're just doing different things to make profit, that's all. Mm. But overarching this journey of profit is an ability to be true and integrity first and and, and really caring for the customer that we chose to serve because they have a problem or a need or a desire and we have a solution to all that and therefore we help them cross the bridge and off we go. And every one of you in your own special way are growing amazing businesses that, you know, you're building and, and no different to our business. We're building it. You know, we're a business coaching business that is building a business coaching business, not I drive from client to client on my own with a mobile phone and I'm not actually eating from my own cooking that I'm sharing with you guys. So Alex, second generation business, mum and dad 
ran this business very successfully and they did it their way. It was a little, you know, it was a little more physical and um, longer hours and many, many, many nights away from home doing trade shows and, 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 a, and a big, big, big marketing investment, right? And, and the revenue was good, but the profit wasn't because of the expensive way of buying customers. In your, in your, in your ability to lead this business in the last couple of years, and thank you for showing faith in, in knocking on my door and our door at Business Benchmark Group, what do you, what do you have as a... I, I, need, I need to share your age, man. I mean, this is so impressive, Alex. I mean, you're not even 30 years old. And in the last two years of running this business, you have just flipped it on its head because you believe in what you do. This is not a second generation business that you were forced to run. You took it on. You, you ultimately stepped in and your parents are so, so proud of you and, and so am I. But you have flipped this. And as a very young and up and coming entrepreneur, Help, help us understand what is it that you seeked in this, in this, I guess, in this relationship so that it helps you make the best version of this business for you and your family? As in the relationship between us? Yeah. It was, I think I just always kind of understood that um, I, was, I was young and I, I would be stupid to think that I could figure it all out myself. And, you know, I mean, we had history, of course, and I think about the day when we ran into each other, where we started working with each other again after that day. And I think it was just the universe putting us together. But I, I just always knew that I, I, I needed guidance and there was so much I didn't know. Um, and I just felt like you were going to be the person who could, who could guide me and help me on where we were going. Like you said, I, I wouldn't have taken over the business if we were selling roof tiles. You know, I really felt like we we're making a difference in the world. And I just, there was this opportunity to have a really big influence on, on the world and people's health, which is what I love talking about. And I knew that I would need uh, guidance and mentorship and just someone who knows business because I know a bit about health and I now know a little bit about business, but I, I don't know what it takes to, you know, take this thing to a $10 million business when we were struggling to make profit at a two and a half million dollar business. So I just, yeah, I just felt I, I needed that guidance, which you offer in spades. And in, um, and in two years, and again, it's up to you whether you want to share the specifics here, but in two years, when you look at your bank account today <laughs> versus two years ago, what's been the color difference in the number? <laughs> Well, the difference is there's just something in the bank account today, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's been significant. I mean, I took over the business and there was over half a million dollars owed to other people. And, you know, we had an overdraft, which was some stupid way into the negative and all of this stuff happening and all these things happening with my family outside of it. And, and it was just like, we've got to turn this bad boy around. And I just knew that I could do that. And now we've got a 26-week cash flow projection and there's money in the bank. We don't owe anyone money. And it's just, you know, all of these things happen partly because of working with you. And certainly over the last 18 months, um, we've just seen massive shifts um, 
and that's all, all all of these numbers all of the understanding of the importance of the metrics and and conversion rates and all that stuff was really driven from you which i'm very very grateful for um and now it's like my day-to-day conversations with my sales manager like oh conversion rate was down five percent last week like what's going on what, what did we miss what don't we know all these things you know um and all of that allows us to now be able to log into the bank and say oh oh that's good i'm not sweating bullets now about how we're going to pay wages next week or i haven't got four suppliers that have been chasing me for the past three weeks for payments that have been overdue you know like i don't want to do that again and um yeah working with you certainly helped not have to have those issues so and in saying that, and, and well done, congratulations, mate. It's just so, um, as I've shared with you, your journey right now reminds me of my journey at your stage right. when I took over the family business and, and you know most of that story as to how that ended up, mm-hmm. as in it ended up very positive and mum and dad went on to semi-retirement after that and blah, blah, blah. But, but, but coming back to you, in the last 18 months in transforming and turning this big ship around, you called it a bad boy, I'll call it a big ship, right? Turning it around, have you changed as a human being? Has making money or being able to make money while you're doing your passion, for those you choose to do it for, turned you into a bad person? Absolutely not. <laughs> it, 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 in many ways, it, it, it allows me to not come into work with, the weight of the world on my shoulders. I feel like I can actually be a better business owner uh, to be able to give more to the everyone who works on the team. You know, they are like family. All of our customers are family. Everyone we work with, we treat as family. And not having to worry about the burdens of cash flow or money, um, I feel like it frees me up to be me more and actually give more to everyone here and and be the best business owner I can because I'm not worrying about all of that negative stuff, you know? Mate, power to you. And um, you don't need to change too much other than stay consistent, right? Right. right. 100%. <laughs> Seek to just just 1% improvements, Alex. That's all it is, mate. It's built, built, Matt, built thank you. And I thank you so much, man. I thank you. You, you are, again, for many of us, um, for many, well, for me, you are a... Um, Again, you are a shining light of what's possible for what's typically referred to as the younger generation. Right. No, the younger generation is pretty switched on and, and if they're given good guidance, they take on the world better than the older generation. That's right. for sure. Right. Matt, um, as it relates to you, and if you were giving any advice to anybody listening, I mean, you know, a, a sort of half-decent um, signage business and here you are, you know, it was only literally a year ago where you were questioning, holy shit, what's going on? And, and, and you've come so far in the, last, um, in the last seven to eight months. But strictly speaking, if you are sharing any tips with any business owner right now, as it, as it refers to their ability to you know, reach out to Business Benchmark Group, gain access to the tool and everything that comes with the tool, what would you be saying to them? Well, I, I had a conversation with... Uh an old friend who actually just started a business three weeks ago. He was made redundant. Um, and I said exactly this. I said, look, if I have to give you any advice, I said, the first thing you need to do is to get your cash flow happening, your cash flow projections. Um, I said, you know, benchmark have helped me through 
everything we do, I said, all right, you're only a one man show at the minute, but you're going to build because you've just come from a big company, you know how to do it. I said, you're going to need coaching along the way. Right. I said, it is the best piece of advice I can give you that you need to get business coaching at whatever level you can at this point, but at a minimum, you need to get onto um, some of the free resources that benchmark have got introductory stuff that will help guide you to the point where you, you know, you'll be able to get, you know, really good coaching. I said, it's just so important. Um, he was talking about a partner that he was going to take on. I said, well, you need to have your exit strategy. I said, you've already had one bad relationship on a personal front and, and that, you know, you can see it doesn't end well if there's not an exit strategy. So I said, you've got to get your prenup with your future business partner right before you do it. Well done, Matt. So, so, so impressed. Well done. And, cool. and he actually, it was interesting. He goes, oh, you're the first person who told me that starting a business now is a good idea. And I said, oh, it is. It's a great idea. There is so much opportunity out there now. I said, you're mad not to start a business right now. Mate, well done. I love, again, it's not aberration. You know my views on excessive optimism. It's not allowed. Feet on the ground, but not feet flat on the ground, right? Yeah. On your toes, on the ground, like a, like, like a hunter looking over the shoulder. What's coming? What don't I see? What don't I know? Prouncing, hustling. Yeah. That's what business ownership's all about at the small business level. Well done, man. I'm so proud of your journey. Keep it up, Matt. Thank and you. And Joe, I guess, you know, a seasoned business owner and um, a, man, a man of the world, as in, you know, you've travelled, you've seen, you've experienced, you've had partnerships. I mean, we just heard partnerships just then. What's the advice you could give to a, uh, again, a small business owner that's at a crossroad? And I know you do this because you recommend many, uh, many people to our business. But what is the advice you could give from the heart as it relates to small business and crossroads and the tools to ensure you're on the right path. Yeah, right. Um, look, I, I've always been a firm believer of, of coaching. Uh, I've had various little coaches on the way that sort of help you in little areas uh, of the business, sort of specific little areas. Uh, from my point of view, you know, like Business Benchmark Group has given me a, a rounding of all business models or all good really well worth tools to use i mean you know uh, when i first met you you know you said what are your kpis and i went kpis you know great i kind of had a vision of what a kpi would look like i mean i don't think there's a position description in this organization now or there isn't that doesn't have some form of kpi critical drivers you know quote register i never had one of those uh, and, and I've had coaching along the way. So thank goodness, you know, that I was okay, reasonably okay. Uh, you know, of course, some of the marketing strategies and aging ratios. I mean, you said to me in the beginning, you know, like, uh, you know, what is your uh, average days outstanding? I said, oh, it's probably about 45 days. I think when we calculated it, Stefan, I think it was actual fact was, was up at 90, I think, from memory, wasn't it? In reality, it was, it was at 90 days. Uh, now we put strategies to get it in, uh, you know, under 60, and now we're sitting at 45. Uh, so, so, as I said, from a, and I do recommend uh, clients to you, the ones that I think are worthy of it, because, I mean, I say everyone should be worthy of it, but there are some people that aren't ready to take advice 
and uh, it's only when I see someone that's ready to take advice that I'll I'll recommend and and you know the cash flow all important tools that uh, you know and some of the work that you've given me now in the next couple of weeks I'll be doing the 40% drop activity and I'll be doing the you know the how to grow our um, uh, the organisation through you know doubling our revenue uh, what it's going to look like and what it needs um, and it's good because you sort of you know, these tools and these exercises that we do get your brain thinking, what if, what if? What if we were to double our business? What if the revenue split uh, drops by 50%? You know, unless you go through the exercise, it's not clearing your head. And then suddenly what happens, your, your revenues are dropped and you, you're sort of floundering. Well, now I can tell you, once I've done this exercise, I'll know exactly what, Point what I do first, what I do second, what I do third. I might not get it perfectly right, but without these kind of exercises, I, you know, and yes, I am probably seasoned from a business perspective, but you keep me on my toes and, um, and, uh, and I appreciate that. So, you know, I thank you from the bottom of my heart of what you've done for me personally. And, and, and just a, a quick one-liner on our business analysis team, led by Tyson, of course. And I know you're, uh, you, you have direct um, outreach to him, as many of you do. But um, very quickly, Tyson and, and the business analysis team at, at Business Benchmark Group, what does that in one sentence mean for you, that, that powerful team for you? Look, it, I mean, I'm learning through Tyson, uh, through some of the graphing and the, and the statistics he's done. Uh, it's brilliant. I can talk to someone, uh, you know, yourself and Tyson at a financial level. Um, and I've got to tell you, people that have come through our business have, have, are actually amazed at how much in control we are of the business. And that is all through, you know, Business Benchmark Group and Tyson's financial report. I mean, you go to the bank now. I mean, seriously, if I went to the bank and said I want another million bucks, they'd look at all our statistics and our graphs and they go, you can have it. Mate, I love that. Thank you, Joe. And you don't need a million bucks, all right? You need to make a million bucks, not go yeah. and borrow. <laughs> yeah. No, fantastic. Guys, I know we're a little bit over and this is such a, um, again, on the back of one very important tool for everyone in business. No doubting everyone here, including our business, has had no choice. It was mandatory and very non-negotiable. And if you're a paying client of Business Benchmark Group, it is definitely non-negotiable with a baseball bat that comes with it. 26-week rolling cash flow. Why is there a baseball bat? Because we don't want to be laying a lot, uh, awake at night worrying about your business. We certainly don't want you weighing awake, lying awake worrying about your business. If you have a 26-week rolling cash flow and you start mastering this and make it part of your daily and weekly non-negotiable part of your week, you will have a bigger cash flow sooner than you think, two times the level. As a result of that, because you're looking at your cash flow, you are right-sizing and your capacity and efficiency audits ensure that your profit will grow, which means if you maintain the rage for the next 260 weeks, which sounds like five years, your valuation in your business, your exit strategy is gonna be 10X. If you weren't doing this, you'd be paying someone to buy your business. Does that make sense? And my experience suggests when you build one 
and it's predictable for profit without you needing to turn up, you rarely sell those ones. Okay? Grow your people, be a great leader, call it tight. Culture and the way you do things is not something you fluke. You do it by design and elevating the standard. I want to thank each one of you. Um, Bolt Services, quality bathroom, kitchen and laundry, transformation specialists. Cassiform, supplier of formwork, shoring and propping equipment to tier one, two and three builders. Eye Health Saunas, Australasia's premium infrared sauna specialist. You have not experienced the sauna until you experience an infrared sauna from iHealth Saunas. Motor sign, general signage and vehicle signage, wrap experts, wall graphics, and anything to do with your brand looking amazing on any work of asset or wall that you belong or, or own. Thank you so much. Enjoy your evening. Power to you all and keep on doing the great work. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that's um, been part of this webinar. There's a recording. You can access it at any time. Please reach out to Business Benchmark Group. We're here to serve. We're here to help. We are here to assist, guide, mentor, perspective, personify. Reach out for the, uh, the, the tool. We're here to help you. There's so much instructional, I guess, support there. Our resource center is there for you to access. It's free. It's available. And our team is ready to um, answer any question. Thank you so much. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you. For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening.